0: Man, hey, listen! I just want to do something a little bit fun. Uh, we always encourage you, just as the church, to check into Facebook and just leave a good message, just to uh, just to get the word spread. And what a great opportunity just to, to to check into Facebook, send out a good tweet. If you hear something good this morning, just purpose just to say, "Hey, I was at GVC this morning." So listen, we say turn your cell phones off or turn the ringer off. But listen, right now we want you to get on Facebook. And if it's okay, I'm going to do something that I have never done before. Come on, I, I, you know what? I, 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 I'm not a, I'm not a big selfie guy, but you just look so good this morning. I got to take a selfie. All right, come on. All right, there we go. Woo! Wait, get my. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh well. We'll Photoshop it. <laughs> ah. Amen. So glad to be with you this morning. Hey, listen. If I can, just real quickly. You saw on uh, the little bumper video for what is coming next week. Uh, It actually said May 3rd, I believe. And so that would put us out for another month. But it actually is a series that is starting next week. Our new series is called Feeling Emotions. And I know this, the little video and the little bumper that we did, it makes it light and easy, kind of tongue-in-cheek type thing. But listen, how many of you know that when it comes to our emotions and our feelings, that sometimes they can just get the better of us, right? And I'm telling you, I realize and I know that there are a lot of people that struggle. With their feelings, with their emotions, they feel like they are prisoners to their past. They feel like they've never been able to to move on with their life because of things that have happened. And I just believe that with this series that we're going to start next week is going to be life-changing. And that it will begin to set you forward in just being able to be free and experiencing the life that God always wanted you to enjoy. And really, the Bible says that He doesn't desire for us to have happiness. He desires for us to have joy. And if you don't know, if you've never experienced joy, I believe that God is going to begin to restore joy to our heart and our soul and that we're going to begin to live life to the fullest like God intended. So, listen, if you've been struggling, if you say, man, I just need God to do a makeover in my life. I just need to get this dark cloud from follow me around. I just need to have some light and easy in my life. I want to encourage you to come back next week and we're going to have a good time digging into what God's wanting you to do. Amen? Amen. 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 Well, how many of you are glad to be here on Resurrection Sunday? Yeah. Amen. Hey, I just want to take the time to welcome our online audience celebrating Easter with us. i so glad to, glad to have you with us. And you realize that our church is far bigger than just what's here. We've got people tuning in around the world. And so it is so good to have you with us celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And this is the last uh, part, if you will, of our series called Alive. And so last week, we talked about just the sufferings of what Jesus went through. And actually, it's called Passion Sunday. What really uh, examines and really, uh, oh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Magnifies or really illustrates the sufferings that Jesus went through for you and I. But today represents the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? And so if I can, I just want to bring to your attention, let me put on these goggles if you don't mind. In regards to the resurrection, so many times we just look at that and think, Oh, yeah, I guess I think I understand what it means. But from the Greek, here's what the Greek stands for or what it it translates. The word in the Greek is anastasis, which means to rise again, a resurrection from death. Raised to life again, to stand up again, and raising up. So in other words... Something has been brought back to life. He's alive. Amen. Aren't you glad that Jesus is alive this morning? Praise God. And so I just want to encourage you that God is going to begin to stir you and bring something alive on the inside of you to make something real and the resurrection of what Jesus has done for us today. Now, I realize when it comes to us understanding the resurrection, it's one thing to understand what the word means But it's quite something different when we begin to identify and look just how important the diversity of what belongs in and what is available to us through the resurrection and how it applies to our everyday life. Now, I realize that we as believers, as we celebrate this Easter, the primary focus that we look at and zero in on and and really examine is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus and what he did in the past. And that is obviously necessary, and that's really the most focal point of what we need to experience. But there is a present experience of God's resurrection, and there is a future experience. Experience of God's resurrection. And so I want to look at those three different parts this morning of the past of Jesus' resurrection, the present of his resurrection, and the future. So when it comes to the resurrection, past, present, and future, there's a historical fact for us to celebrate, there is a current reality for us to experience, and there is a future event for us to anticipate. How many of you are looking forward to that day? How many of you know that there's going to be a day that we stand before him face to face? I don't know about you, but when I look around this world and I think of all the things that have, have been going on and the things that just seems to get darker and darker and, and, and just all the trouble that we face in the world, I'm thinking, God, I'm ready for you to come anytime. Amen. Not just trying to escape, but I'm telling you, I'm ready to see him. I'm ready to go home. I remember there was times in my life where I was like, God, not yet. Not yet. I haven't got a wife yet. I need a wife. I don't know if that's been a good thing or a bad thing. No, it's been an awesome thing. Praise the Lord. I said, God, I haven't got a wife yet. And finally, I got my wife. And I'm like, well, God, don't come yet because I want to have kids and experience the joy of that. And it's like, well, God, we just want to do ministry together to where we can touch many people's lives. And God, we're just not ready for you to come yet. But the longer that I've lived and the more that I've experienced with a wife and with kids and with all of you, it's just like, Jesus, come quickly. I'm ready. I'm <laughs> ready. And so there is a resurrection that we're going to experience. And so let's begin to look at each one of those individually. So number one, if you're taking notes, number one, there is the resurrection in a historical fact or evidence or or, or an event, rather, that we celebrate. And when we begin to look at the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, at the end of each chapter, there is this climactic end. And it is of this resurrection of Jesus Christ. And Paul, the Apostle Paul, he said this, that when it comes to the resurrection, it is the first importance to us as believers. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting in verse 3, it says this. It says, for I deliver to you first of all, everybody say first of all. So Paul said there is something that is very significant. And he said, first of all, this is what I deliver to you, that which I also have received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture and that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day, according to what the scripture has said. This is the focal point. This is the first of the greatest of importance to us as Christians and for some of you, you may not necessarily understand all that's involved or all that was implicated with the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. But it was the heart of God to help us escape hell. And as I've already said, when it comes to, when it comes to us as individuals, we actually deserve hell. Because the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. But the Bible says that we need a Savior, Right? And so God so loved us that he sent Jesus to be the substitute for you and I. And so the Bible says that Jesus made a way of escape. Or God said he made a way of escape by sending Jesus. And the Bible says that he took the punishments upon his body. That his body was bruised. That his body was beaten. So that we didn't have to go through the physical ailments of life. How many of you know that when Jesus was going through all those tortures and all those torments and, and, and all the deception and all the betrayal of his closest friends, that he had to be touched emotionally, that he had to be afflicted with such depression of thinking, where his all my friends and those that have closest been to me? They, they were once saying, Hosanna, but now they're saying, crucify him. Where are those ones at? And so Jesus paid the price. So that you and I didn't have to carry this weight of depression and guilt and shame on our life. In addition, the Bible says that he hung on the cross. And that when he hung on that cross, God took all the sins of humanity and put them on Jesus. And Jesus literally became sin for us. He became our substitute. But then the Bible says he died. And then he went to hell. The reason that he went to hell was so that you and I didn't have to. Because once again, rightfully so, that's where we should spend eternity. But Jesus went to hell on your behalf and mine. Aren't you glad? Oh, I'm so glad that Jesus took my place. But because he was an innocent man, the Bible says that death couldn't hold him. Hell couldn't keep him. And Satan couldn't defeat him. And the Bible says that on the third day, he arose from the grave and was once alive again. Conquering death, hell, and the grave. And as a result, he gave us the ability to be free from sin, be free from hell. And upon receiving that gift of salvation, upon receiving that gift of him rising from the dead, we can spend eternity with him as we receive him as our Lord and Savior. So there is a past experience. There is a past that we celebrate, that we recognize from the past. And when you begin to look at this, there is a truth that comes With that, there is a belief system as a believer that the central focus of our Christian faith is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And without that, that is the basis by which we build our faith upon. And if it were not true, then the Bible doesn't matter a lick. We see all the historical events that really line up with just history as, as a whole. But if Jesus did not raise or was not raised from the dead. Then everything that took place in Genesis doesn't matter. Everything that took place within the gospels of, of Jesus walking this earth doesn't matter. Everything that happened after the book of Acts. It doesn't matter unless Jesus rose from the dead. As a believer, as a Christian. Our focal Belief system is not based upon ideals. It's not based upon habits. It's not based upon discipline. It's not based upon lifestyle. It's not based upon, upon uh, uh, just how we live our life. Although as we purpose to walk with Jesus, those things are affected. The basis of what we have or what we believe as individuals that celebrate Easter is that we serve a risen Lord. That's what we base our entire belief system upon that he's alive amen in Romans chapter 1 verse 4 it says this it says declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead his resurrection is the basis for all our hope amen he's alive Jesus said this in John chapter 14 verse 19 he says, because I live, you live also. I don't know if you've ever experienced that life. But it can be experienced right here. Right now, in this life. We said there is a past historical event that took place. That Jesus raised was raised from the dead. That there is the power of the resurrection. But there is a resurrection that can be experienced today. Most believers, again, recognize... The past historical event. Most are aware of the future. Because of that resurrection. That we can spend eternity with him. But there's not many believers that truly understand. What belongs to us as believers. That live a day to day basis. Knowing Jesus. There is a everyday current power of God's resurrection that is available to you and I. To experience life to the full. Paul said this. He said in Philippians chapter 3. Starting in verse 10. He says. For my determined purpose. Is that I may know him. And that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Well, let's just stop there for a moment. Because the moment we start saying. Intimately acquainted with Jesus. And Paul's saying that? What was he, a girly man? Wanting to be intimate. We talk about men being manly men. Now, what do you talk about being intimate? We just kind of get a little bit queasy, thinking, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not a softy, I'm a, I'm a manly man. Here's what it means. For the sake of us really not understanding what it means to be intimately acquainted with him. I don't know if many of you are golfers in here, maybe you're men or women, but I love to play golf. In fact, as I was getting ready this morning, or just getting some things together, I noticed my golf clubs, they were sitting in my office downstairs, and I was looking at them. And I started to think about that example of being intimately acquainted with Jesus. And as I'm looking at my golf clubs, I'm thinking, you know what? I've become intimately acquainted with my golf clubs. When I go out on the golf course, if I'm 300 yards away, I know what golf club to use. If I'm 150 yards, I know what golf club to use. And if I need to, if I need to bend my ball to the left, I know how to swing that golf club to turn my ball to the left. If I need to turn it to the right, I know how to move or make my golf club do what I need it to do. Why? Because I'm intimately acquainted with, or in other words, I have a working knowledge of my golf clubs to begin to have a successful relationship in the game of golf. At least try to anyways, you know what I mean. For maybe some of you men that maybe are mechanics or you just maybe have a car that you really just like to work on or tinker with, because you're intimately acquainted with that car, if it's not running right, you hear it. Something's just not right. Or maybe you're wrenching a little bit just to do what you need to do, and the next time you do it, man, it starts purring like a kitten. You're like, yep, that's right, man, I did that, and it's just what I want it to be. Why? Because you become intimately acquainted with. Does that make a sense? Makes sense? And again, I'm using that example towards us guys because us guys kind of get a little squirmy sometimes. God wants us to be intimately acquainted with Jesus. And it simply means for us to have a working knowledge of and really become familiar with Him. Let's com- continue reading here. It says, Become more deeply and intimately acquainted with Him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of His person more strongly and more clearly. And that... I may may in the same or may in that same way come to know the power overflowing from his resurrection, which is exerted over believers, that I may so share his suffering and to be continually transformed in the spirit of his likeness, even to his death in the hope. Verse 11 says this, that if by possible, I may attain to the spirit of moral resurrection The life or that lifts me rather uh, out from among the dead, even while I still live in this body. What does that mean? What it means is that Paul is saying there is a power that is available. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is still at work in the life of believers. And we don't have to wait till we get to heaven to begin to experience that. But God says, I want to begin to allow that power to transform your life so that you can truly begin to experience the best that I've come to give you. And as I was getting ready, once again, I began to meditate on just what it meant to have an intimate working with that power. And the Lord brought this back to my remembrance just uh, two weeks ago. We lost power in our house. And I don't know if you're like me, guys, but I have a little flashlight that's right next to my bed uh, in my, my, my nightstand there. That way, if anything happens, I've got some other things right there just in case i got somebody that breaks in, too. Just real quick to hand nod. <laughs> but I had my flashlight right there. And as I went to get my flashlight, I hit the button, and the flashlight didn't work. And I was a little frazzled because now it's pitch black, trying to find my way around. I don't have a light. And the thing that aggravated me the most is that I just put brand new batteries in just a couple weeks prior. And I thought to myself, what is going on with my flashlight? It should be working. Once the power came back on, I opened up the flashlight and I looked on the inside. And inside my flashlight was those brand new batteries. But it was all corroded. It was all caked up and crusty. And I actually kind of had to bang on it a little bit to get the batteries to pop out. And once I cleaned the batteries and I scraped out the crud from the inside, I put the batteries back in and I turned the button on and the light came on. And the Lord said, that's what it's like to be experiencing the power of the resurrection on your personal and on a daily basis. There's the crud of sin. There's the crud of this life that wants to corrode and wants to 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 cause you to not be able to see what I've prepared for you, not to be able to experience, and not have the ability to understand. But when you begin to allow me and the power of the resurrection begin to clean up and and and, and uh, wipe away the crud of your life, the power, the source of those batteries, allows the light to shine and it allows you to begin to experience. Those things that are uh, th- those things that are ahead of you that I have prepared for you, yeah. and it's simply allowing the power of God to be at work within our lives. Amen. God desires for us to experience the power of His resurrection on a daily basis. Romans chapter eight verse twenty three says this: We have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope. For the day when God gives us the full right as His adopted children. Including the new bodies that He has promised us. Romans chapter 6 verse 4 says this. Therefore we were buried with Him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so we also should walk in newness of life. What the Apostle Paul is saying is that you don't have to wait to get to heaven. To begin to experience this newness of life there is a power that is available to put you over in life now the best way that I can just make this a reality or to express it is just to share some of the stories of individuals that go to GVC one of the things that we say that we do around here is we love God love people and love life and we just love doing life together and so I have the privilege of being able to just rub shoulders with people and see how God is transforming their life on a daily basis I was talking with just an individual this past weekend. And I begun to see just how God has transformed this man and this family. And he was telling me that he just reconnected with an old friend. And he said the old friend and just the relationship really dissolved. And it was kind of toxic as it dissolved. And just some things were said and things were done. And he said they parted ways. He said, but you know, God just began to stir my heart. And he said, I wanted to call and make things right with that guy. And he said, so our purpose is to call him. And he said, I just asked for forgiveness and just made the record clean and just got things right with my friend. He said, now that friend's not somebody that I want to spend a lot of time with because he's still kind of the same guy that he was. He says, but in good conscience, he said, I wanted to get things right on my side and be able to say, I'm sorry. Why does anybody do that? Because of that transforming power that God is working on the inside. I was talking with another individual, and they just have been, been coming here to GVC for the last couple years, and they've been purposing to give and watch God do miracles in their life concerning finances. And just it seems like every week he's coming and saying, man, you won't believe what God did this week. He said, man, I got a bonus. Somebody come on and bless me at church Just gave me a check for $100. Man, God is so good. I'm like, that's the God that we serve. And then sometimes those people that just you begin to see God do those things, it's just like, God, they're not all that special. What about me, right? <laughs> You've never thought that, right? <laughs> no. But then he came in this other day and he says, you know what? He said, did I tell you the latest? And I said, what's that? He said, well, I had this thing that I had to repair. And he said, but then something else went down. And he said, as a result, I got a two for one kind of thing. And he said, I saved $1,500. Come on. That's beginning to experience the power of God's resurrection. You may say, well, something went out, something needed to be paid for. But what he did was recognize that how God orchestrated that, what took place, he saved $1,500. Come on, you know God can save you money, can get money to you for the sake of just being at the right place at the right time. Come on, $1,500, I don't know about you, but that's a lot of golfing. That's a couple rounds of Pebble Beach, baby. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) exactly I was talking to this other individual and this other individual again just this past week he was saying I've struggled with anger all my life he said and I've not been one to mince words with individuals and he said this past week he said I got into it with a particular individual and he said and I was ugly and I was mean and he says I'm not proud of how I acted he said but you know I called that person and said will you forgive me I said some things and I was cruel. I want you to just forgive me. And he said, that's not me. That's not my nature. What's the nature? It's the nature of the resurrection. It's the nature of the life of God that is working in the lives of everyday people on a regular basis. Because we're growing in our relationship with God. And Then lastly, seeing God move in the lives of people when their bodies are hurting. Oh, I so love it when we have the opportunity to pray for people where they'll say, Pastor, will you pray? I say, let's pray. This woman, she said just not too long ago, we had the opportunity of praying with her. And she says, the moment that you prayed, she said, I felt warmth from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I felt the resurrection power. That's not how she worded it, but that's exactly what it was. The resurrection power of God working in my body. And as a result, she has seen tremendous things transform in her physical body. In fact, medications that she was once taking, she's weaning them off, saying, God is setting me free. I no longer have to be bound to the medication because I'm healthy and whole. And it's the power of the resurrected Lord that's working on a daily basis. Amen. There is the past of what Jesus did. There is the present that we can experience, but there's also a future. That we can anticipate. How many of you are looking forward to that day? The resurrection of the future. Is something that we can anticipate. We can look at Jesus. And we can celebrate the past. And his past has forever changed our future. The Old Testament speaks. Of that future. If I can. I just want to share a couple verses with you. That would speak to that as. As. Great men of God, the prophets of old, would foretell. In Daniel chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Many of those whose bodies lie dead and buried will rise up again. So to everlasting life and to the shame, of ever, the, the shame of everlasting disgrace. Job chapter 19, verse 25, it says, For I know that my Redeemer lives, and he shall stand at last on the earth. And after my skin is destroyed, this I know, that my flesh shall see God. Isaiah 26, verse 19 says, But those who die in the Lord will live. Their bodies will rise again. Those who sleep in the earth will rise up and sing for joy. For your life-giving light will fall like dew. And your people people in the place of the dead. The New Testament speaks of it as well. In John chapter 5, verse 28. It says, The hour is coming which all who are in the grave will hear his voice come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life. And those who have done evil, the resurrection of condemnation. In Philippians chapter three, it says, Our citizenship is in heaven, from which we are so eager we so eagerly wait our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies, and that we'll be conformed and have a glorious body. I'm looking forward to that day when I come to see Him face to face. Amen. Amen. And lastly, in First Corinthians chapter six, verse nineteen. The Bible tells us that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And he's on the inside of us to those who believe. It says, we are not our own. For we've been purchased with a price. What was that price? It was the price that Jesus paid for you and I. I want to invite the worship team up. Just as we close. But if you will. I want you to give me your undivided attention. They're just going to get in place. And get into position. But right now. Is a very important point. In this service. This is a very important time. The resurrection. Of Jesus Christ. Has the ability to touch. Each person's life. His past gives us a present but we also have a future we celebrate the historical event but there is a current reality and if you're here this morning and if you was to say I don't know that Jesus I've heard about the resurrection I've heard that Jesus came to die for me But if you was to say, I don't know if I'd go to heaven, if I was to breathe my last today, you may say, I hope so. Hoping doesn't get you there. You may say, I wish, I think, but none of those give you a guarantee. The only way that we have a surety of knowing Jesus and having eternal life is by receiving that gift of salvation. The Bible says that he came to die for you and I. To take the place for your sins. And all that he asks in return is to say, will you make me the Lord of your life? Will you ask for forgiveness? And so today is a day that you can know for certainty. That if today was your last, you would step over and spend eternity with him. You are going to spend eternity somewhere, but the choice is yours. Can we stand? With every head bowed and every eye closed. Right now in this place, there are individuals that are feeling a stir on their heart. The Bible says this. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man would open up, I would come into him. And I would dine with him and he with me. That little bit of a nudge, that little bit of a pull that you feel is simply Jesus saying, will you let me be the Lord of your life? Will you finally give me an opportunity to love you like I desire to? So right now in this place, I want to give you the opportunity to receive Jesus. Now listen to me, friend. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to call you up front. But with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here this morning and you would say, I want to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to receive the gift of salvation. I want to receive the power of the resurrection in my life and know that today I will go to heaven. If that's you, would you be so bold to raise your hand? I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand way back there in the back. You can put it down once you put it up. Once again, this is the moment. You have no guarantee of what the next five minutes holds. But you do have the assurity that your decision right now can set eternity on end for the rest of your life. One last time. If you didn't raise your hand already and you say, I want to know that today I can receive Jesus. Would you just slip your hand up? I see it back there. Oh, I see those two right there. Thank you. Thank you. You can put them down once you put them up. Anybody else say, that's that's me. Pastor, I I feel it. Come on, I'm not going to pressure you. But I just sense in my heart that there's somebody else that's saying, God, I'm wrestling and I'm fighting and you don't know what I've done. I'm not ready yet. i got to get my act together before I say yes. You don't get your act cleaned up before you come to God. That's why you come to God. So one last time. Come on, friend. If that's you, if you're wrestling right now and you're saying, I feel like I should, but I'm not sure. Come on. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Anybody else? I see that hand. I see that hand. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I see that other hand back there. Praise God. Amen. So what's left to do? Just invite them. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And I want us as a church congregation, everybody in this place, praying it together. And if you raised your hand, I want you to pray this from your heart. If you're saying, I feel like I'm a million miles away from God. I once served Him, but I want to come back. You pray this prayer, and He'll restore everything that you've been lost. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, Father, thank You for Jesus that You sent Him on my behalf to take my sin. He hung on a cross. You put my sin and shame on Him. And He died for me. He went to hell. And in the third day, He rose again. I thank You that because of Him, I am free from sin. Forgive me now. Be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's just that simple, friend. It's just that simple. But listen, it's not over. Because God wants you to have an everyday existence of walking and knowing Him. And if you don't have a church home, we want to be that connection for you. We want to help you grow in your relationship with God. And listen, in the back, if you, if you raise your hand and you're saying, what's next for me? How do I grow in my relationship with God? We want to help you. We don't want to be confrontation confrontational with you. We don't want you to feel embarrassed or be put on the spot but in the back you'll see these bright green envelopes and it just simply says I believe. And on the inside of it tells you what your next step is. How you can grow in your relationship with God. We just want to help you in every way possible. To grow in your relationship with God You may say, I don't like your church You're too crazy, too wild, too whatever Listen, if we're not your flavor Let us help you find a church Because we want you to be in a church, amen Because that's where you grow in your relationship with God Now the last thing that I'm going to do before we leave The power of the resurrection Of Jesus Right now in everyday life The Bible says that Jesus came so that we would have health and healing in our body. And so here's something that I am extremely confident right now. I am so confident of the God that I serve and the risen Lord and the power of that resurrection that is available today that He is here right now to not only save you from hell but to touch your body, to touch your mind and to restore your life. So once again, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you up front, but if you're sick in this place, if you've got something going on in your body, you've got something going on in your mind, something that the doctors have said are irreversible, the doctors left you up for dead, listen, God is alive. Jesus is alive. And there is the resurrection power that is still available today. So if you're here this morning, and you have something going on in your body, here's my guarantee. And I can be so bold because of the God that I serve is that many of you that are in this place, that when we pray, you will find that the sickness, the disease, the pain is gone. And if that's you, I want you to call me. Call the phone at the church. Contact us on Facebook. Said I was that one. This is what God did in my body, did in my mind, did in my life. Amen? Amen? So once again, here's what I want you to do. If you've got something going on in your body... Like I said, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you up front. But if that's you, would you just raise your hand and say, that's me. I've got something going on that I just... Pray from. Pray for me. Come on, hands all over. Come on, be bold. Be bold. You say, hey, i got something. I want prayer. All right. Let's take care of it right now. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, hook up your faith with me. Church, agree with me. In Jesus' name, I pray for every individual. Whether they be on the platform, whether they be downstairs, whether they be in this auditorium right now, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the resurrection power that is at work right now, that is available to those of us who believe on an everyday, real-life basis. And so, God, I thank you that sickness and disease has to bow to the power of the resurrected Lord. I thank you that pain, discomfort, disease, ailments, depression, in Jesus' name, we command you to go in the mighty name of Jesus. Devil, we command you to take your hands off, and we thank you that we're free in the name of Jesus. And we all said, amen. 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 Now listen to me, I, I guarantee you, there are those of you in here That when you start checking, you're going to find that thing is gone, it's dissolved, it's disappeared, it's no longer there. Let us know, because we want to know. We want to celebrate with you and brag on our God. Amen? Amen. Let's worship one last time before we go. You want to do it? Now, come on. He's alive. Let's let's do it like we mean it, all all right? And they're going to let you go.